Wednesday, October 20th here on the Mayo Media Network. My name is Cecil Peters. I was your host yesterday. I'll be your host again today. I am recording this before the results of all of last night's games are in, so I don't know if I was a big winner last night, a big loser. I don't know if you guys are listening going, man, that guy's a fucking idiot, or man, that guy's fucking awesome. I have no idea. Hopefully the latter. Regardless, we had 11 games yesterday. We move on to two games today, much smaller slate. So we'll go over the games a little more thoroughly, take a little more time on each game. Drafting strategy, obviously drastically different with only two games as opposed to the 11 we had last night. A little more emphasis on showdowns as well because there will be two good showdown contests on both of these games. So we'll just get right to it. The first game of the night, we got the Boston Bruins in Philadelphia. Boston minus 130 on the one line. Philly is plus 110. Over-unders 5.5 on DraftKings Sportsbook there at minus 120. And that's probably going to be my first bet here of the day. I don't often bet over-unders, but I don't often get games with Martin Jones in it. He's the backup for the Philadelphia Flyers this year. Hasn't played a single game this year yet. He's in tonight, baby. Martin Jones, one of the worst goalies in the National Hockey League last season. General rule of thumb is if Martin Jones is in net, you bet the over. So despite the fact that Boston has a good goalie of their own on their end and they're a pretty good defensive team, I am taking the over here simply because of Martin Jones. Boston end, I do expect them to win the game. I don't know if I'm going to go at it at minus 130. One of the big things I like about Boston, honestly, is the goaltending. Jeremy Swayman is in net. Rookie goalie, played really well in his first game, stopping 27 of 28 shots against Dallas. And the big thing for me is he's clearly playing well in practice and training camp. Linus Allmark came into Boston at the start of this year, was kind of expected to be the starter. However, Swayman got the opening night gig. Next two games they have against Philly tonight, and then they play against Buffalo. Well, Buffalo sucks. Philly's not bad. They gave Allmark the Buffalo game, so clearly they have less confidence in him. They think Swayman's the real deal. I think Swayman's the real deal. Boston Bruins probably going to win this game. If you're looking at it from a DraftKings perspective, really going to be hard to stay away from the first line. Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak. I find that Boston somehow finds their way onto these small slates quite a bit, and that line is always super highly owned, as they should be. They play a ton of minutes. They play on the power play. They play on the penalty kill. They're out there at the end of the game with the empty net. They just get a ton of options and a ton of opportunities to score goals justifiably should be around 50% owned. If you're going to fade them, it's purely a strategy play as far as the correct play, the smart play. They're the safest play on the board. They got the highest seeding on the board. Boston's first line, always a great option. Moving over to the Philadelphia offense. A couple easy games so far offensively. They played Vancouver where they piled up a ton of shots. And then they beat the wheels off the Seattle Crack and the expansion team that is nowhere near the Vegas Golden Knights expansion success from a few years ago. They beat them 6-1. Everybody's pitching in on offense. Everybody's having a good time. So the one thing the Flyers do have right now is a lot of confidence. They're just shooting the puck a ton. You want to talk about shot prop overs. Claude Drew's taking a ton of shots. Travis Konechny's taking a ton of shots. Cam Atkinson's taking a ton of shots. Those three guys, you can get them over two and a half. I'd probably take all three of them if I was looking to whittle it down. Probably go Atkinson, followed by Giroux, followed by Konechny. Either way, I expect them all to clear it. That's where the offense is coming from. James Van Riemsdyk as well, six shots through two games. Playing down on the third line, but he always gets a lot of shots. 
If you're looking for a to score prop, I always go with Joel Farabee of the Flyers. He's got two goals through two games. I really do think this guy is the best offensive player that they have. I think he's going to wind up close to 35 or 40 goals this year. He's always too cheap on DraftKings. That's going to change shortly as he starts piling up more goals. He's playing with Derek Broussard for now while Kevin Hayes is out with injury and he plays with Atkinson. That's a great line. I like to pair them with, you can pretty much pair them with anybody, really. The second lines pair nicely together with another second line if you want some pricier D. Put them with the Bergeron line if you want to fit in some cheaper D. Great way to stack this whole game if you think it's where all the offense is going to come from on the night. On the Boston end, if you do want to look somewhere other than the Patrice Bergeron line, I'm going to skip past the second line. They have potential, obviously, Taylor Hall, a great player, but I'm going to skip to the third line with Jake DeBrusque, Eric Hall, and Nick Foligno. All the lines on Boston were pretty good possession-wise in their first game, but this line was the best. And Jake DeBrusque, coming off a couple down years, scores a goal. He's pumped up again. Get that guy a little bit of confidence, and all of a sudden he can score in bunches. So I expect Jake DeBrusque to have a good game. I wouldn't even hate a Jake DeBrusque two-score goal prop. Other than that, it really just comes down to the goaltending in the very end as both of the team's offenses are decent. Martin Jones sucks, therefore Boston gets the win here. Next game here on the night, and the last game on the night, the St. Louis Blues coming off a 7-4 pounding of the Arizona Coyotes. Coming to Vegas, Vegas hasn't played in a while, but they've been ravaged with injuries. Mark Stone's out week to week with some kind of a lower body injury. Max Pacioretty's out for six weeks with a fractured ankle, leg, something like that. That's basically their first line gone. Vegas is a deep team at forward, but when you take out their two best players, effectively turn their first line into a third line, all of a sudden a really deep team's not looking so deep anymore. So now they got their de facto first line, Riley Smith, Jonathan Marchess, and William Carlson. They're used to be in the second line. They got a little more offensive responsibility now. They're going to get the bulk of the power play time. I love these guys. They're a great line. They have great possession metrics. They take a ton of shots, especially March or so. They pair nicely with any of the Vegas defensemen. It's just after that that I'm worried. So Chandler Stevenson, generally the first line center on the Golden Knights, playing with Patch Ruddy and Stone. Well, all of a sudden Stevenson's playing with Evgeny Dadnov and Nick Roy. Now, those are players that Stevenson's kind of been able to play with throughout his career back in Washington. He was kind of a third, fourth line guy. But that's not what he is anymore. But I don't know that Stevenson is good enough to drive his own line. He kind of relies on Stone and Patch Ready to do that for him a little bit. Evgeny Dadnov's been a pretty big liability defensively this year. Nick Roy hasn't played yet. He should be okay. But I mean, he's a third line guy. He's not the first line talent that he's used to playing with. This line going to give up chances both ways so it really leans towards the St. Louis offense there whoever gets matched up against the Stevenson line I don't hate targeting them on DraftKings and then the third and fourth lines for Vegas are complete I mean they're just garbage they got some good young players they got Nolan Patrick Peyton Krebs Keegan Colsar but they're just not ready yet that should be a fourth line those guys should be kind of split up on the third and fourth line play with some better players due to injuries they're forced to play together I really think Vegas is going to lean hard on that first line. They're going to get a ton of ice time, a ton of minutes. That's who I would target in DFS. And where you really want to look at the Vegas Golden Knights is on the blue line. You got Alex Petrangelo, takes a ton of shots, blocks a ton of shots. You got Alec Martinez, same thing. Shea Theodore, same thing. Really high ceiling with these guys. Really high floor, especially with Petrangelo and Martinez. Vegas runs their offense through the blue line more than any other team in the league, and they're going to have to do so even more in this game with all the forwards that are out. So I really like 
playing two Vegas defensemen in the same in the same lineup. I generally don't do that. I don't have a problem with that with this team, just the way that they're going to have to play the game and get the win. However, I do think that it is St. Louis that ends up winning this game at plus 110 on the money line there. DraftKings Sportsbook over-under is 5.5 minus 120. I don't think I'll touch that. I don't know that I love either the offenses of en enough to be confident in the over but I do think St. Louis wins the game. I think they win it on the back of their first line. Like I said, they won 7-4 last game in Arizona. Despite putting up seven goals, their first line was essentially non-existent. Ryan O'Reilly had an assist. David Prawn didn't do a single thing, which you would never expect in a game that they scored seven goals. I expect them to bounce back in a big way here. Vegas doesn't have the horses to compete with all of St. Louis's scoring lines here. So one of them's going to take advantage. I think it's going to be the O'Reilly, Perron, Brandon Sod line. Second line's nice, though, too. It's going to be a pretty good value line because with Barbashev probably out, Jake Neighbors is going to slide into that left-wing role on that line with Braden Shen and Jordan Kairou. Kairou full confidence coming off a big two-point night. Braden Shen, or a big four-point night, sorry. Braden Shen somehow, kind of like O'Reilly and Perron, was quiet. His line mate scored four points. Pujanavis did score a goal before he left the game. Braden Shen, zero points. So I expect him to bounce back as well. I don't even hate stacking both of these lines together. You got a lot of salary savings with Jake Neighbors there. I mean, that's kind of where I would go. Ivan Barbashev, Robert Thomas, and Vladimir Tarasenko make up a pretty good third line. And that's where the advantage is for the Blues in this game. They're just deeper up and down the lineup. Their third line is way better than Vegas's third line. Their second line's better. First lines are pretty even. And even on the blue line, Vegas has their big, through, big three. St. Louis does too. They got Pol Colton Pareko. Minute Muncher plays 26, 27 minutes a game, takes a ton of shots, walks a ton of shots. Then they got Justin Falk, takes a ton of shots, scores gold. Tori Krug runs the power play, sets up guys like Perron and O'Reilly. He's your point producer, but so far it's been Justin Falk scoring through three games. So either one of those three guys you can pick. Kind of like with Vegas, I don't even hate playing two of them on the same lineup. And then Annette Jordan Biddington likely to go for St. Louis been kind of up and down throughout his career this isn't the toughest matchup with Vegas missing their first line I don't mind Bennington and then Robin Lehner for Vegas I just don't know how he's going to perform this year he had a pretty rough start in his second game to start the year against LA got lit up for five goals I don't know if I can go to Lehner yet so like I said Swayman in Boston's probably my number one guy my second guy would probably be Bennington considering I expect them to win the game and then after that if you're looking to throw another goalie in Robin Lehner's the guy. If you want to talk showdown, interesting strategy for me. I generally play five players from one team and one player from the other team. It doesn't matter what team you pick. Whoever you think is going to win the game, throw their goalie on, whether it's captain slot or not, doesn't really make a difference. But generally, the winning lineups are having four or five players from one team with one of them being the goalie. You don't want to get to the end of the game, all of a sudden have the goalie win bonus pop in, and you don't have them. Your team drops. If you've stacked that team, you might as well play the goalie because you know he's going to get the win if that team goes off. Other than that, pretty simple night. Shot props. If you're looking in the Vegas game, Jonathan March is still playing a ton of ice time. Riley Smith getting a ton of ice time. Petrangelo on the back end on the St. Louis side. Perron's pretty hit and miss. He was missed last game, so we're looking for him to be a hit this game. Over 2.5 shots for David Perron. Should be pretty easy for him to get in this matchup. He's a little bit nicked up. But he is skipping practices so he can get in the games. I really like that play. That's about all I got for tonight. Thank you for listening. As always, like, rate, and review the video on YouTube. Subscribe on iTunes, wherever you are. 
Thank you for watching. Thank <laughs> you.